Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and what could it cost? Ten dollars? Uh, what's up? I'm Kevin, aka Chops, and I know there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> and this is Potter, and like always, I have no idea what the hell these two are talking about. <laughs> just, if, just, just say no touching. No touching. <laughs> okay. No touching. <laughs> Go see a Star War. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> Here's some money. Go see a Star War. Yeah. Hobby progress. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. Has it, it been a while? It's, it's been, a, it while been a while that the three of us have been on here. Yeah. I think we've been, done a couple. That's what it is. Yeah, we've we've done a couple two for two two guy episodes. Yeah, it's three so. and a half weeks, right? Because we missed we missed our normal Monday recording, and then the previous two weeks were were two men in a war game. So it's been three and yeah. a half weeks since we all talked. Because my ass had to go on vacation, so. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Then this is a three-manner. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, um, yeah, hobby progress. Um, I'll start, because I was away for a while, so I got nothing done while I was away. But since I've been back, I have been building clone troopers. Clone troopers. I built some. I built some clone troopers. I built some shore troopers. Um, what else have I built? Some clone troopers. <laughs> Just a lot of clone troopers. <laughs> so that I think that's all I've gotten pretty much hobby progress wise. Built. I, I mean, I picked up some paints to start painting said clone troopers. Been doing some figuring out if I want to keep to like the 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 core canon color scheme for them or if i just want to go out and start making you know my own color schemes for my troopers since these guys won't be dull and boring like regular stormtroopers or actually have some color on them yeah i'm thinking about it me uh, knowing me with my love of star wars i'm probably going to keep as canon as possible probably but that's what i have been doing what have you guys been up to i've uh i'm continuing my german project um, I'm, I'm working on my platoon. Uh, they're going to be a while since it's more than 30 dudes and I'm kind of doing most of them at the same time, but I'm seeing lots of progress. The other day I went and shaded all of their jackets. So that was actually a major part of the, of the process. Are you not, uh, so I'm, are you I'm, not contrasting them? The Germans? No, 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 no. They're going in regular paint. Um, Ooh, look at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm going in, <clears throat> going in pretty hardcore on them. So it's been, it's been good. So they have, you know, some shading done. Um, I've got all their base colors. So I, I, I got their, their flesh tones on them and managed to wash that. So that step is done. Uh, so I'll have to go back and highlight the flesh tones. But then it's, then after that, it's just kind of fine details on them. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll actually be ready for the table by the end of this month. And then I'm also here and there painting uh, some fleet troopers and some of the Wave 2 stuff for, of the uh, Rebels for Legion. And they're actually coming along yeah. pretty well as well. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, it was like they looked good on the table the other night for, you know, how long they were on. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, I thought I, I thought they looked pretty good too. I was kind of excited. Uh, yeah, because I think everything was, I think all your stuff was painted except for what, the, the Tauntauns? Uh, with that list, everything but the Tauntauns and the Snipers. Everything else was definitely painted. That's right. You had Snipers, yeah. That was, that was okay. Yep. Cool. They'll be, they're on the, the list for maybe after the Fleeties. Either that or my Veterans. I'm not sure which, but one of those two. 
Very cool. What have you been up to, Chops? Man, I ain't done shit. What? <laughs> who is who is this, and what have you done with Chops? I thought I was the one on vacation. I know. So, since the last time... I'm, I've painted exactly as much as the last time we talked, Paul. So, the last time we recorded the Gaslands episode, yeah. I haven't painted a goddamn thing. Dude. Well, it's actually okay, right? Like, I, I kind of needed the, the week and a half off of painting. Um, and also, it wasn't like I wasn't hobbying. I bought a shitload of terrain from a company called Tinkerturf. Well, I bought the Tinkerturf terrain from Noble Knight. But I bought a bunch of this terrain that's manufactured by Tinkerturf. Um, so I got some containers. Uh, and I got their uh, scatter sets. Um, and it's basically like 2 mil MDF pre-printed and pre-scored. So it's kind of like Papercraft... And everything's already been scored for you, so you just have to That's fold nice. against the lines and then glue and clamp it. Um, and it's really cool. Uh, I have some pictures that I've sent you already, so you've seen what it looks like on my yeah. Crisis Protocol board. And this is the reason I bought it. I, uh, I've decided that I'm going to be the guy because nobody stepped up to be the guy in Madison, and I don't want Crisis Protocol to not take off. So since no one was stepping up to be the person that was going to be the community organizer for the game, uh, I emailed my LGS. I told them my plans. I, you know, I laid out a pretty um, thorough plan for organized play and possible tournament events and how it's going to work. And I set up a Facebook group. Um, so I'm, d- I'm doing the thing. And I, got, uh, I have three boards set up now and ready. So I had two. And now I have three. So I have three full Crisis Protocol boards ready for launch. Nice. Um, and <clears throat> two starter sets pre-ordered so that I can have a set for demos <laughs> and a set for myself. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I basically expended all the store credit and sold some games so that I'd be able to afford it. Um, but yeah, so that's most of my hobby time has been involved in setting up the local Crisis Protocol Um group as much as possible we've got 20 members in the facebook group already i don't know what that's going to translate to in actual players um well i know that i'm one of them in your group so i'm not going to translate into a madison so am i there are three people from north carolina so we'll just you know say 17 (laughs) right off the bat but because i think uh i think friend of the show jim is in it as well yeah jim's also in there um which is fine uh but like i said you know it it's still, you know, it's still not bad, and the local group already has more members than some other minis games that are played in the area. Um, and I just, you know, I'm going to drive up interest as much as I can. I, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get painted quickly, but I'm going to try to do a bunch of assembly so that I can start doing demos right away, like the Wednesday after release. Yeah, I know. So I, so I got. Uh, it's funny that you you started doing that because I actually messaged our one of our local guys. Is he kind of does he overall the the minis games for organization at the our local store? And I I reached out to him and was like, hey, you know, do you know anybody that's doing Crisis Protocol? Like, I really want to make sure that this game goes off because I'm super interested in it. And he was like, yeah, I was thinking. I was, he's like, no one stepped up. He was like, I was, I definitely wanted to go. And he asked me, you know, you know, things. And so him and I are actually going to be co-running Crisis Protocol for our area. Dope. I'm glad to hear that there's going to be someone there picking up the yeah. mantle. 
Yeah, so we're, I mean, Br Britt was always going to do it because Britt is awesome and just runs all the communities here and he's amazing at doing it. Um, but, you know, at the same level, you know, he definitely, I think, needs some help and I'm glad to help for something like this because, like, I've always said, like, this is going to be the game that I'm going to play with my boy um, to, you know, help him start getting into minis games um, and, and things like that. So I want this to definitely take off for, so I can have that community to yeah. play with him as well, too. And you, go, you guys know me, like, Next to uh, next to Star Wars, Marvel is like my very very favorite thing. Uh, so yep. I'm I'm excited. The game's well designed, right? Like I you know I played the demos a few times. I, I it's not like I'm jumping out on too much of a limb here. Like I know the game is good. Um, so I'm just at this point just waiting for the 15th, and I think part of that slowed my painting down too because I was like I'm just going to focus on terrain. And I know I'm going to be hitting this game really hard, so I haven't been painting anything else. But yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I've got these A Song of Ice and Fire minis in front of me now, and I'm probably going to paint while we talk a little bit. And I'll, I'm sure I'll paint some miniatures between, you know, over the next two weeks. But, oh man, am I super hyped for Crisis Protocol right now. Yeah, I was actually showing stuff to a, a guy at work, because he's a big Marvel fan, a big comic book guy in general. And... uh he was he was very excited about some of the sculpts that they did and the some of the the sculpts that they chose from the comics and stuff for some of the stuff that they've already shown and he was like man i really wish i had time to do something like this because he's like this would be the game i got into because i I've, I've run through some like war machine demos and stuff way in the past um and he enjoyed it he just didn't have a lot of time he was like if i had the time this would be the game i'm playing well i mean maybe uh you show him some demos and he decides to make the time. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. It'll be, be nice to have someone else to play in the area. I mean, Paul's getting press-ganged into it, so. Yeah, you can hear my enthusiasm. You'll be fine the moment the Punisher shows up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, All right, so... that's hobby progress. Yeah. So, so what um, are you nerds talking about? Well, I heard I heard somebody gave uh, Potter ten dollars and he went to see a Star War. I went to go see a Star War, um, very up close and very, very personal. Um, I I got to I got to meet Chewie. He's he's furry and fluffy, just like he looks. <laughs> so so I guess for the background, we should say that Chris went to Galaxy's Edge and we all want to hear about it. I went to Disney, so yeah, so I'll I'll just jump dive into it. I'm gonna try and keep this as brief as I can because I got a lot to goob over for it. Um, so so it was a lot of fun. Um, I got there. Let's see. Um, we got to we did Galaxy's Edge Sunday because it was a um magic hour for for our stay since we were staying on uh on property, and we got there at. <laughs> Um, we woke up at 4:30 in the morning to get Woo! at the park at 6 a.m. because that's when it opened. For magic and, hour, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of cool because, like, so you walk in and like the, they've got you know they've got uh, uh, what is it the 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 song that plays at the end of Attack of Clones when all the clones are out marching like they've got that song playing the entire time that you're in the park. It's on loop. So the it was the really Game of Thrones cool. music like, in your walk. Huh? It's the one with the Game of Thrones music in it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You have to take Paul's word for it. He is right, though. 
Okay, I'll take your word for it. So, so you get so you get down there and like you know the the crowd splits because you know part of the crowd's going to Toy Story Land and the other crowd's going to Galaxy's Edge and it was just it was really cool just like walking there and like everybody like gets in single file line and like in the entire time I'm like if I had Facebook I would be like live recording broadcasting this because it was just kind of cool to walk down there and you walk in it's just the the moment you walk into the land like the sounds for the park completely changed. Um, there's this, they've got this ambiance music that's playing of like, you know, the creatures in the background, um, you know, that's playing that's, that makes it very feel like you're, you're not in Florida anymore, the way that they've done it. And there are no, they've, they've created it in such a way there are zero sight lines to the rest of the park. Once you go through this tunnel and they, they've made it the tunnel. So like when you're walking uh, out, uh, walking from, you know, the rest of Hollywood studios into the Star Wars uh, area, um, you know, if you turn around at a certain port, like you literally can't see the rest of the park in the tunnel anymore. So like you very much are immersed in this world. You just can't see it. Um, you know, so they lined us up and we went on to, you know, the Millennium Falcon and they had, you know, Kylo ships lit up. Um, all the, all the robots are, are lit up, but nothing's really going at this time because it's just like way too early. And we got on the Millennium Falcon hands down best queue line I've ever been in. Um, they, so they, they, you queue up, they've got this kind you know, this, the pre-show stuff going on and then you get into it and it's like the, the, the other pre-show area with the Hondo animatronic and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it is basically a video game on rails that you play, but it's still just a lot of fun doing it. Like you're, you're, you're piloting the Millennium Falcon, you're going through Hondo's giving you orders and it's, it's really cool. Um, Went then from there and uh, went and built my lightsaber, which I, that is when I did cry. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a grown man building my lightsaber. That was just such a immersive experience and just something so cool to do. Um, I really wish I actually hadn't gone in and watched some of the videos before I went because I think it took a little bit away from it. But at the same time, it was still such a, a really cool experience. And then, like, you know, the one of the things I loved about it, like, people will argue, like, you know, Pandora is a better area than, than Star Wars. The theming's better. I'm like, yes and no. Like, the theming in Pandora is amazing because we went and did that twice um, because my parents really liked it. And the, but at the same time, like, you don't have you don't have the Navi walking around. You don't have, you know, there is one guy that's in one of the mech suits that walks around in the, the Pandora area. But, like, in Star Wars, like, I ran into Chewie four times i ran into to ray twice kylo three times and i could tell you like i don't know how many stormtroopers i ran into and they interact with you like like um kylo came up and turn or no it wasn't kylo uh, a stormtrooper came up and turned my mom's uh she, my mom had these like light up star wars mickey ears on and the stormtrooper just came up and turned it off he goes we're not having any of that and you know, and then just like walks off and then like kylo goes i'm following like the first time i see kylo i get i get my my phone out and i'm starting to record and um he goes up to this kid that's playing on a phone and he's just like accosting this kid and like you know playing around and he's like giving the stormtroopers orders and the stormtroopers are playing along and like sir we can't do that blah, blah. like it and it's just it's really cool and then, like, later on, we go down there, and Kylo comes around again. My dad's wearing this BB-8 shirt, and he's like, we're going to take them down. And, like, the, 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 that to me was where, like, I feel like the immersion is better 
there than it is in Pandora because like these these actors are playing around with you and like when you go to see when you see Ray like she will come up like literally she took both my kids by the hand and like walked them around like she's like trying to keep low profile and keep a secret and like you couldn't get autographs from her because she didn't want to leave a a, a, a a digital print of her being there on the planet so that for the first order to track her so that was like the whole story why she didn't do autographs and you know you can only get one picture worth her but like she'll she takes you around she gets down on their level she talks to them she's got this whole story she's doing like my kids loved it like my daughter's face was beaming you know grin from ear to ear because she loves ray and you know and then like you walk into areas like the droid depot and you walk in and immediately you're hitting you're being hit with like the smell of machined oil and parts like it's like they pump that through in that room so it smells like you're actually in a, a, an area where they're, they're building robots and there's you know you know things are being soldered and it's got that machine smell and it was just great immersion um the the, the market area was great i mean it was just a fantastic thing um i will say the resistance area uh obviously wasn't used and you could really feel that that area was empty because the ride's not there yet then they're not doing stuff in the area so it did hurt a little bit going into that area where it's basically empty but the space around the millennium falcon i mean it was packed shoulder to shoulder people everywhere like it, it's not a dead area of the park like the um social media is trying to put people out there like that place was packed um and it was packed from like 6 a.m to park close because we went back at park close um you know just to try and see if maybe we'd be able to see the fireworks from there and then and then we ended up getting on the millennium falcon again for the second time that day um but uh you, and we found out you couldn't watch the fireworks from there. Like I know in California you can from there. So that's why I thought maybe you could at Hollywood Studios, but you can't. So, but you know, so we went back there and like, and again, still people, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And the great thing about then is like all these people have, you know, built their lightsabers. So there's all these people going around with their lightsabers out and they're taking pictures at night, posing with the lightsabers and stuff. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. The area is really good. I can't wait for you guys to go and, 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 Get your opinions on what you feel about it. And, of course, by the time you guys go, you know, Rise of Resistance will be open. So the whole area will be utilized. But it, it was a it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. And the the nice thing is my dad said, like, so my, my dad appreciates Star Wars. He likes Star Wars, but he's not a big fan like me and my mom are. And he even was like, that area was fantastic. He was like, it, and for a lot of the same reasons, the immersion, like, you felt like you were in Star Wars. Like, he and he, again, he does not like star wars nowhere anywhere near the way the rest of my family does he, he appreciates it he watches the movies he likes them but it, like going out of his way to watch star wars he won't do right so but yes yeah, so, i mean yeah ton of fun i can't wait for you guys to go i can't wait for anybody to go like you know you know and, and hit me up on the discord or anything if you guys want to talk about it more what your opinions are if you've actually gotten to go i would love to hear it and see what you guys have to say too so yeah, sounds amazing fun. Fun stuff. It was fun. You recommend? I do recommend. I mean, if you're if you're if you're going to Disney, um, you know, make a plan for it. Go. I would definitely say probably wait until after December third if you're going to uh, Walt Disney World in Florida, because after that, that's when Rise December third is when Rise of the Resistance opens. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, I will say that like it fe definitely feels like if you look and compare. 
um, Galaxy's Edge to like something like Pandora because it's the only other thing that's very themed like that. Um, you know, Millennium Falcon very much feels like the Navi River ride in terms of like it's definitely the lower tier ride. Whereas like Rise of Resistance should probably be like the same thing as like the Flight, Flight of the Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and because, like, right, I mean, had a ton of fun riding the Millennium Falcon, went rode Flight of the Avatar, and my god, like, I, that, that ride was a ton of fun, like, I've, that, there's nothing out there in an amusement park that I've ever, I have ever experienced as anything like Flight of the Avatar, like, that was an amazing ride. I'm excited yeah. to do all that stuff in January. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys will have a fun, I mean, if you're staying on parks, I don't know how long they're doing the whole... 6 a.m. thing. Um, I don't know if it was worth it, but I do know at a point in time that when we were there, I think we went back for something. We were just walking around, and by the time the park opened up in the middle of the afternoon, I think like Millennium Falcon had a an, a 140 minute wait time uh, for the ride. Yeah, it was it was long. Um, and again, they're not doing fast passes for it either. So like, that's crazy long. So it don't listen to social media. It is, it is definitely a, uh, it is definitely a park that people are going to, people are enjoying it because there would be a 140 minute ride, uh, wait time for a ride. If no one was enjoying that ride. It's true. Although I've waited a long time to go on the fucking snow white minecart ride. And I don't love that ride. Yeah, uh, we did that like because my parents never rode it. I had ridden it before. My my kids had never ridden it before too. So we we made sure that we got fast passes to it. And um, my my problem with that ride is like it is a fun ride. Um, there are obviously better roller coasters in Disney, like you know the Expedition Everest, Space Mountain. Those are definitely better roller coaster rides. Um, the my my issue with it is that the seats. Um, you know, I'm a big dude, so, you know, it's going to be hard for me getting into anything anyways, but like that ride specifically, those, like, I know people that are tiny that have issues getting into those seats because th that ride really feels like it was made for kids in terms yeah. of how the seats were designed, which is fine. It is a kid's roller coaster. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still fun, but like. You know, when my daughter gets off of Expedition Everest and is screaming her head off because she had so much fun and wants to do it again, like, I'm going to go do that instead of Seven Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because so, Expedition Everest um, is how, amazing. What was the lightsaber experience like? That's the main question I have. So, so it's really interesting it's in, in, and fun. So when you when you walk up you know, at the counter, um, you go through, and there's four different hilt styles that you can pick. Um, they have protection and defense. They have um, nature. They have control, uh, power and control, and they have one other one. So the nature one has got like you know, rancor tooths and other things that you can do. It's got very earthy tones. the The protection defense is very much your typical like Obi Wan, Mace Windu kind of you know, end end of the Republic era lightsabers. Power control is your typical Sith control. Uh, lightsaber hilts and then you have uh the other one which is very much kind of like that old republic kind of feel to the to it um and then you so you go and you pick it they give you this really nice like tactile pin and it shows like what you've chosen so that when you walk into the to the area the gatherers as they're called uh they know which uh, uh hilts to choose for you 
and they go through and they've got this whole story and they talk about you know the you know they talk about all the different kind of lightsaber users uh whether it be you know darth maul luke skywalker ray mace windu obi-wan like they talk about like a lot of them um and they go through and then like they'll bring you you get to actually build it so it's a so it's a centerpiece that you build um and then you put your after you choose your uh your kyber crystal um you slot it in there so you can pick between purple red blue or green are the four crystals that you can pick from there uh then you can also go into the, one of the areas and buy more kyber crystals and you can buy uh white and you can buy uh yellow so you can actually get set uh six different kyber crystal colors actually uh if you're lucky enough you can actually get seven because if you buy as a blind bag kind of thing uh one of the red kyber crystals can actually you have a chance of getting a black kyber crystal for Whoa. it the blade is still red so it's not like you know the dark saber um but it is still a red blade but the the reason why that one's a little bit more specific is because the clashing sound is a little different the hum sound is a little different and if you take those crystals those crystals can also be used in the holocrons and so they are i think the black is snoke um i think that's who speaks in the holocron is snoke um so that so there's that but when you go so you go to the experience and they you, you pick your kyber crystal then you get they bring your hilt parts out so there's um there's for the body of the hilt there's four different pieces that you can choose depending on what uh style you go with and then you've got you uh the, your emitter portion they've got like two or three different emitter styles that you can choose from so you can actually really get a very kind of customized lightsaber that maybe no one else goes with like there's definitely pieces that go to quote unquote go together but you can really mix and match them up to what you want and the and the cool thing is is once your once your saber is built you can unscrew it a little bit and open up that emitter area or the, the kyber crystal area and just put in a different kyber crystal and your blade will actually change. So the so it's um it's RBG uh, colors inside of the blade emitters. So depending on what color crystal you gather, your blade will actually change. So you don't actually like these old Masterclass series or Force Effects lightsabers where it's like one blade, one color. Mm -hmm. um these will change depending on what color crystal you have in it so you can go out and buy a bunch and you can have a different colors you know for one one lightsaber hilt which is nice uh, the neat. other thing is is that the blade is removable and there's an actual metal uh, clip on the bottom of it so you can actually attach it to your belt if you want so you can cosplay with it neat so i mean if you look at the master class um if you look at the Masterclass blades, they're like a hundred. I think for the Masterclass ones that have removable blades, I think they're like one hundred and fifty dollars. So if you're looking at it that it's solid metal instead of plastic, and then you can change the color of your uh, crystal, I think for me that's worth the other fifty dollars to it. Plus also the experience of you building it yourself, the story that you're getting with it, which is a really cool story because like you know they've. The rooms light up all the different colors when you're going through the crystal cho uh, choices, and then um, at the end of it, like Yoda comes and talks to you because you've built the lights. You know, so he's coming to you from the from the great beyond, and then and then Force Ghost Land, and you know, saying good job and building your lightsaber kind of thing. Um, which is basically, I just think they took the line from uh, Clone Wars when when they were do going through the the saber building through that i think it was just one of the lines they took, took from that movie but it was still really cool you know like the room lights up green and yoda's coming and talking to you so um and then they give you a free canvas uh 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 satchel essentially to walk around the park with with your lightsaber in it so it doesn't get damaged while you're in the park 
Sweet, dude. Which Sounds that was awesome. like, yeah. So I mean, like you can get an upgraded one of those for in the one of the stores, but I'm like, again, that's part of your two hundred dollars is you get this bag to carry your lightsaber around in the park. So, um, and I mean, there again, there were just there were a ton of people. I think you. So if you do go, you can only have one adult in the room with you. Um, so like you can go and one adult can go with you. So, um, because it was me and my kids, like my kids are young. They're like, okay, both of the kids can come. So, but, so if you are a family, uh, do be aware that it's like you and one other adult can go. So if you've got kids, you need to take that into consideration. Um, cause they just won't let your whole family come in. Cause the room is, it, the room is kind of small. Uh, it is definitely made for only X amount of people to be in that room. That seems okay though. Yeah. So. But yeah, it was it was fun. That was probably that was probably the highlight of of my day that day. What was doing the building my lightsaber? It sounds amazing. Yeah. Then we, we, right as I was finishing up, um, my parents went and built their droids. So my my mom built BB-8. My dad built R2D2. And again, you could build your own, but they wanted specifically to build those. But both of them went at the same time and built their built their droids. So and my I can't I feel bad for. Uh, my my parents' dog because I know my dad is just chasing that dog around with his with his droid. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Definitely recommend anyone if you're a Star Wars fan, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, like go. It's fun. The food is good too. Uh, we we ate at the the sit down uh, quick service restaurant. It was really good. So they've got two places. They got a place called Ronto Roasters, and then they've got another um, uh, docking bay something. There's a number that goes with it. I don't remember. But uh, go the Ronto's Roasters uh, does is not kid friendly. Um, so definitely, if you've got kids, go to the docking bay. Uh, it's got kids meals there. And unfortunately, I've heard some negative things where I th- I guess Disney is changing. So everything was very much like named a Star Wars thing. Um, like I had I had spare ribs, and they were you know definitely like a Star Wars like name to whatever i ordered and i've heard because people have they've undone all those names yeah they've now it's just like spare ribs because people complained because they didn't understand what it meant even though there's a description of it underneath the word so some people are stupid and ruining the kind of immersion that they were building for the park but yeah ton of fun i recommend you guys going i can't wait to hear what you guys say especially chops i know you said you're going to january Yep, January. I'm super excited. And I know, Paul, you're trying to get there one more time before you go in 2021, right? Yeah, well, no, we'll be there. We'll be there 2020. Um, oh, is it 2020? Yeah, December 2020, but I'm hoping to get a short trip down before then. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I was going to try and go again. So, like, my parents go to uh, Daytona over Thanksgiving, and I was thinking about going again this year, but I just probably can't afford it. And with Rise of the Resistance not open until December now, it's not worth it. I'll just wait until, like, maybe March, April and sneak down there for a weekend. Yeah, that's what that's basically my plan is to try and do that. Go visit my parents and sneak in. Yeah, maybe I'll stay at your parents' house, too. Maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you can... hi, I'm friends with Paul. Can I stay at your place so I don't have yeah. to pay for a hotel? <laughs> you, can, you, can go, you can go check out uh, retired people college land. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure that I don't get an STD while I'm there because I heard oh, that's the big uh, rumor that all those old people are rampantly getting STDs. Bruh, gross. <laughs> it's the the highest concentration you know, of STDs in the country. <laughs> is in the villages there in uh in Orlando. Yeah. Yep. 
So gross. Gotta do something with your retirement, I guess. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's like all the, you know, the widows and the widowers that are down there, like you know. It's no, not, not just, honestly, it's good not for them, just that. Good for them. Yep. Oh God. Oh, don't. No, I didn't want to know that. <laughs> I put. I. I read between the lines on that one. <laughs> Anyway, no. all right. Let's let's talk about let's talk about miniatures. <laughs> okay. So on the subject of Star Wars, we don't need to we don't even need to pivot. You guys are. Uh, it sounds like really getting back into Legion here. Yeah, we've got a we've got a league that's going on right now. Uh, that's kind of like a hey, welcome Clone Wars league. Uh, so we're in our second week this week of the league. Uh, and it's a, it's a cool, it's, so we're using, uh, we've got, uh, game sizes that are both 500 and 800. So we're definitely using that kind of smaller scale format that, uh, FFG just put out. So, which was, I thought I was going to struggle with it because of it being a smaller game and I already complained enough about Legion, not letting me play with all my toys. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, but I also didn't play Vader. I played Krennic. Uh, in that game, so obviously a, a commander that is a cheaper point level. So I still felt like I was getting stuff in because I, you know, I had shore troopers, I had stormtroopers, I had death troopers. Um, so I felt like I was still kind of playing with a lot of my toys uh, in it. But it's it's been fun. Uh, I ran a demo game the other day for a uh, clones versus imps uh, for two of the local guys, and that was my basically my first experience of playing with clones, and they're definitely going to be interesting to to, to play. What was uh, kind of different about them? So they don't surge. So your normal clone troopers don't have a surge ability. So for people that don't that uh, that don't play the game, uh, there are one of the icons on the dice that they that FFG uses is what's called a surge. And essentially, if you you have it on both your attack dice and your defense dice, because they are two different types of dice, and uh, some units have the ability to surge for attack. Some units have the ability to surge for defense or more of your elite units can do both. Clones don't do it at all. Uh, what they do, uh, what happened is, is that with the introduction of the Clone Wars, they introduced an ability or some commanders or some units have an ability to use surge tokens. Um, so basically these are tokens that you can put on your guys that will allow you to, if you roll a surge dice, to you know use that surge token to surge to defend or surge to attack, depending on what type of dice you're rolling. The cool thing about clones is, is because they're brothers and they're they're you know brothers in arms and they you know they're clones of each other, they work so well to be with each other. If they're close enough, you can actually take um, one unit surge token and use it on yourself. Neat. And so like uh obi-wan's got force abilities that allow him to throw out surge tokens to his units uh you've got uh commander upgrades that you can put equipment on them that can throw out sur uh, surge tokens and because these command upgrades are um generic they're not commander specific they can actually be used by rebels and imps as well too That's so really not only cool. so not only are clones and droids getting these abilities but imps and rebels are going to be getting them as well too uh so and they've got a, and they a couple of new upgrades came out that are used for them like they've uh electro binoculars is a new upgrade that they got which allows uh commanders to get an ability called spotter which basically goes hey you uh focus your fire at this thing and they can get aim tokens which allows them to 
uh, attack better because they get to re-roll. So some new new command upgrades that are doing it. But the the cool thing is going to be is just seeing how like maybe tight those clone armies are going to get and how much you're going to be playing off of that kind of surge mechanic in the game. Uh, it makes me really feel like of um, uh, uh, convergence in War Machine, where kind of like they they move their focus around from one model to another model. It's going to be I feel like it's going to have some of that same. So you're going to your positioning is going to be a little bit more. You're going to pay attention to it a little bit more in clones than you would probably an imp army or a rebel army because of the fact that you're you're moving these surge tokens around and like figuring out who your order of activations is really going to matter so it, it's it's going to add another level to an army that's already kind of a an elite army because they have imperial armor saves but they've got the shooting of the rebels uh so that that's going to be interesting to figure out how uh, they're going to play out with how small or big their armies are going to be because they got kind of best of both worlds. But they don't have the built-in surges, right? That's where that's the the Correct. you know the the limiting factor is that you have to be a much better player to utilize them correctly. They're not going to be as forgiving of bad positioning. Correct. And they really, and and we got to see that so I played uh, Kevin Babb, one of the local guys here. Um he he played his clones and definitely he made that comment about how he wasn't using his positioning was off he wasn't using utilizing those surge tokens to the best of his ability also the 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 poor guy just could not uh c could not m throw at a positive attack dice the entire game and my dice like always when i play legion for whatever reason are like we're shit hot and he just he just had some bad dice luck, but also he did you know say like I could have taken advantage of that surge mechanic a little bit better uh, with them. And again, it's just it's going to take some time. It's going to be one of those learning experiences for people. And with it being an elite army, I like playing elite armies. I'm I'm looking forward to that challenge of getting those those boys on the table. And then the opposite of that is the droids, right? They're a horde army. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I know you've been looking at them a little bit more than I have because. Uh, the only thing that I wanted, I realized the only thing I wanted from from droids was Grievous. So when I bought my my starter box, uh, when I sold I sold my droids off and only kept Grievous out of it. So I literally not looked at any of their cards. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely a horde army. Everybody's saying you need about six units of B ones. Yeah, I mean, how many of you got? I know you're you've been looking at droids. A little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, you I, actually started I, building some the other day. Well, I, I built a box because everybody was talking about how horrible it was, and I, I kind of wanted to see for myself. Uh, and they're not they're not anywhere near as bad as people are saying compared to compared to other Legion models. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass. <clears throat> but if you've built 40k models, you can build these. Yeah, and that's kind of like where my thought process was on it was like if you and it was I wasn't saying 40k, but I was like if you have built Malifaux models, you're fine. I the 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 thing the thing about it though is that comparative Malifaux models though from what I've seen com comparatively the but the problem chops for me is that like if you're building a 40k army and you're kind of putting some of that effort into um attaching three point arms you know where you're attaching shoulder shoulder wrist to gun kind of thing mm -hmm. realistically with the droids you're not getting a whole lot of variety on how everybody's positioned. So you're still basically getting the same positioning uh, because of how the wrist attaches to the gun. It's going to limit your variety on that. 
So it's like a whole lot more effort for not much variety. Like, just give me the soft plastic and let me just have everybody look the same and not get any of my DNA glued to the model. Right. Well, and I will say that I think one thing that's been really nice about building the clones, um, and this is something small, where, you know, so the all the Imperial models, and I don't know if the Rebels are the same way, uh, their heads spin fit on in a specific manner like you obviously could go in and do some hobbying and, and shave and file things down if you want to manipulate the head more but the nice thing about the the clones is that's not there for the heads so even though you've got some guys that are in similar body poses you can at least manipulate and move the heads freely without modifying it to where the heads will look in a different positions and get a get a tiny bit of a difference between the two sculpts uh, right but so you're not i don't you're, know but you're not putting in a significant more amount of effort with the with the clones than you are say your imperials Correct. right whereas the droids you no, are you no. are putting in a significant amount of effort for very little variation and i think that's that's yeah, kind of what bugged me about it was was that i looked at them like well realistically these are going to go together really close compared to you know like when i build another unit it's pretty much going to be the same thing. I just, you know, just putting different arms on different bodies is really going to be the only place where there's variety. So I'm putting a lot more effort into building it. So that was that was kind of my disappointment at it was the level of more effort for very little difference. Do they feel better though, like in your hands materially? I mean, it's a it's a hard plastic. I mean, it's, it's but to me, it's it. They feel kind of flimsy anyway, so I don't know that they actually do feel better. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 really thin models. So yeah, and and I mean, it's one of those things where people were complaining about the heads being two parts, but with how thin the sprues were, there's no way they could have done the heads in one piece. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, every faction is going to run into this issue because I think. I think it's I don't know if it's after Rex and Dooku, um, but I do know that it's after one of the initial Clone Wars droids uh, releases. Everything's moving to that hard plastic, so every every faction's going to deal with it because FFG's moving to that that hard plastic. Yeah, but you know, like like a Rebel trooper or a stormtrooper, you're going to have a much larger contact point than you are on the on the. Uh, yeah yeah because they're, they're they're bigger models yeah. they're not thin little dinky you know b1s and, and again i i think with the with the number of b1s that you're going with with how small the b1 models are in terms of like you know thin limbs thin chests uh i don't think that they would have been able to design those models without using the hard plastic i don't probably. think they would have been able right. to do the, the push uh, yeah i think the push to fit would have been a horrible nightmare for them because your contact points would have been small and breaking uh, but you know what the, the thing is? The thing is, though, the the legs are pushed to fit. Are they? Yeah, the legs are pushed to fit. Like, and that's one of the reasons why you don't get as much variety because you can't do much with the legs. So the legs go on in a very specific way. So at that point, put a little tab on the shoulder piece, something to hold it on to make it a little bit easier. Like all they need is like a little tiny tab on the shoulder, and that would change the build process. Right. Yeah, so I mean that's kind of that. Like I said, that's the frustration is that there was 
a lot more effort to to no avail. But I mean, it's and and chops like you're saying, like it, since it's the hard plastic, does it feel better? I feel like the models are too tiny and flimsy to for it to make a difference. Nope. Yeah, got it. That's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It is in in definitely in some ways, and I'm not sure if if the hard plastic is what contributed to the higher price point or if the droids you get more stuff with them in the core box or not but i i don't know i don't know i don't know if it would have yeah. been worth the extra 10 bucks for the core set or at least it doesn't feel like yeah, it should have been yeah i know they you get what th- three units of b1s no i think the it's core just box? two it's just two that's why people are buying three core boxes so they can have six units of b1s Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because if you look at their their individual boxes, they're the same price as clone troopers. I mean, I get well. I guess I guess the idea is that it is um, you are essentially getting two more models. Right. Yeah. Because you get you get because droids are six models base. Then you get a heavy weapon upgrade, and then you get an additional trooper upgrade. Correct. So you have the potential of going to to an eight man unit. Uh, no, it's the same as everything else, where it just starts at six and you can add... Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yes, yes, you're correct, yes, sorry, yes, because... I was about to say, because imps, cl- imps and clones, they are, they're four-man units that go up to the potential of six. Right, and this is just going to be two more because your base unit is two bigger, yes. Right, okay, So cool. the So a box of clones okay, so is essentially nine models. Yeah, so I think that, so yeah, obviously the, the hard plastic doing it that direction save the price because it's this you're getting two more models for the same price that you were getting for the clones but then that begs the question of why the core box is ten dollars more yeah because it's a hundred dollars yeah not 90 <sighs> maybe because of the droidica the bark speeders are probably bigger because what'd you what'd you get for rebels you got the two you got two trooper units, Luke, and what else? AT-RT. Was it an AT an ATRT? Yeah. One ATRT. Yep. So you get three dro- you get three Droidica. You get Grievous, who has two different sculpts potentials. Then you get the Bark Speeder, which is a huge model compared to the Imp Speeders. But you got two of those. You only got one. I don't know. Now you only get one Bark Speeder in the starter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get one bark speeder, but it's a bigger model. Like it's girthier. It's, it's not, a bigger model. It's, it's not bigger than the A2RT. No, I'm I'm looking at it from like you know droids to droids to rebels, imps to clones kind of comparison. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's ten dollars more. Because I mean the the value because the the individual units are priced exactly the same as stormtroopers and rebel troopers. They're both. They're all yep. twenty five dollars. I don't know how much the bark speeders are costing versus the uh, the Z speeders. I'm not sure about that. I know. Th- I know the droid. A box of droidicas is thirty five. I think. Yeah, I believe it's thirty five dollars. I think you're right on that one. And those are only. And that's only three models. Yeah. Though they're um, gorgeous so maybe models. The, maybe, maybe maybe the bark speeder is 35 as well and that's yeah I'm, I'm i'm going and taking a look right now just to see half their half their half their you know uh half their increase over the other models would be 5 bucks so yeah so with 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 legion um the the cool thing is i think they're they're moving up their release schedule too compared to how they did 
the the imp, uh, imps and rebels uh, launch because we've already got release dates for the next expansion uh, for the Clone Wars and the droids were getting Dooku and Rex and they were coming out on November 15th. Well, they have to because you already have two fully fleshed out armies. Right, and I agree with. Um, I just it's it's nice to see uh, that they're coming out so much more quickly than what we saw the uh, saw with those. Because then you know right after that we've got the the Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker operative cards or uh, model kits coming out right after that too. And the special uh, uh, Rebel troopers and stormtroopers. Yep. We got the yeah they they showed that they did the official announcement for those they gave us all the cards for the uh the upgrade packs packs for droids and for clones which is nice because I think those are going to probably come out right around the same time as the imperial and the rebel ones so those will be nice to get yes I think those are all coming out at the same time I'm wondering if they're all going to yeah. come out at the same time as Luke and Vader. I'm not sure. That would be nice. And the one thing that's kind of cool, I know um, FFG did say so. Like with Rex, uh, he so when he comes out, he's actually going to have three different head options. So you're going to have a bare head Rex, you're going to have Phase One helmet Rex, and then you're going to have Phase Two helmet Rex, which is going to be awesome to to have that cool. they're that they're giving like you those kind of customization level options that you want. That's pretty sweet. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing I figured out while I've been building lists is that uh, Vader Operative, his command cards are going to work for Vader Commander. Yes. Same with Cause Luke. Because they, they just say Darth Vader. They don't say Correct. Darth Vader Operative. They just say Darth Vader. So imagine you know, fully powered up Vader infiltrating and scouting on turn one. Yeah, which is gross. It's like, thanks, Vader's in my deployment zone. I can't wait. <laughs> He's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely changes the Vader game for sure. But he needed it, right? He needed something. Yeah. So, I mean, so I know, you know, you and I, we did sit down the other day to, to play a game, but unfortunately we didn't get to finish. Like, but, you know, how were your feelings on getting, you know, Legion put back on the table? Like, especially with a pretty much fully painted army. Uh, seeing, seeing a painted army on the table brought me joy. Uh, I will say that it definitely, definitely made me more excited. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see more game time, uh, especially with the rebels. And I feel like right now the list building options are there for rebels. Like, I feel like they're in a really good spot as far as options with the releases they have now. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. trying some, some different philosophies on, on how I'm building lists. Uh, like the one that I build in that I was going to play with you the other night that I want to, I want to get back on the table is very much a, uh, uh, activation control list. Yeah. Um, cause right now I it's what nine activations. Um, yeah, I think, I'm I think working... you had nine to my seven. Yeah. I'm, re I, I, I got some rework on it and I've got it up to 10 and I think if I oh. tweak it right, I can get, I can get 11. Oh my God. Um, what are you doing? Just not putting any upgrades on anything? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's 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 still Luke with like uh, the the force, uh, the Jedi mind trick upgrade, and then Rebel troopers with Z sixes, pretty much. And then what was it? It was the naked tauntauns, and uh, to get more activations, I dropped the T forty seven, which was giving me multiple options. So I think I had a. Uh, 
uh, 1.4 FD with a barrage cannon or the barrage generator on it. Gotcha. Actually, that list I might have put veterans in with their uh, heavy as well, but I'm not a big fan of that one. But again, I haven't put it on the table, so I don't know. Veterans are your like equivalent to death troopers, right? No, no, no. That's the pathfinders. They're they're okay. they're, they're the short trooper ones, which I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're worth eight points over over a regular rebel trooper. Uh, their heavy weapon rolls two less dice, but it's got critical critical two i think uh but i'm just not a fan of the whole like short troopers i love the fact that when you give them a order they get an aim token Mm -hmm. uh these guys just get a dodge and but they don't have they don't have the rebel trooper ability of being able to uh um nimble so they don't get it back when they've used it uh, right. But I guess the I guess the other difference is that they have a surge. I think on both hit or uh, both attack and defense. Yeah, and so I see, guess that's pretty good. Yeah, and see, uh, short troopers don't have any surges at all, but they do have critical one on their heavy weapon, so that will that that basically surges um, to a critical hit, which is nice. And then obviously with um, with the uh, aggressive tactician which is the thing that allows you to that clone wars came out with it allows you to put surge tokens out in the field like your commander can take that and i think it's what four four uh units that have uh upfaced order tokens get a free surge token which for uh your short troopers is amazing because you're going if you give them the orders they're going to have aim tokens and then you're going to give them surge tokens and they haven't even activated yet and then when Krennic plays yeah, his when, when Krennic plays his card, where I get to hand out free standby action orders as well too, it, that short troopers can wipe units off the table in one activation. Yeah, short troopers, short troopers are really strong. They're really uh, I mean, good they, for ten points more than regular stormtroopers. Like I, 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 at this point in time, I'm always taking minimum two and one unit of stormtroopers for like they're just they're they're just that good. Right. See, and that's like with the rebel, with the rebel, tr- with the rebel veterans. I just like I look at it and go, I don't know that that's worth eight more points. Yeah, the the surge to defend and surge to hit is pretty good. Um, you know, and then I mean the the heavy weapon is four white dice and crit two, so I guess that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, where I think that's where that unit shines is in your emplacement. But I have I've got a problem. With... No, that's not that's not that's not the emplacement. Oh, that's, that's not your not placement. Emplacement. That's your normal that's heavy... heavy weapon. Yeah, that's just the normal one. the The emplacement is four black dice with crit two as well. With cumbersome and um, fixed front, right? Yeah, yeah, with the fire support rule. Yeah. So I mean I guess I guess I guess kind of the nice thing there is if you if you get that thrown in with the heavy weapon on the full veteran squad and your fire support you're at critical 4. Yeah. And so but you ha- just but how many surges are you going to roll? And you just reminded me something too so so chops one of the things about the clone troopers is the phase 1 trooper units all have fire support. Oh, that's cool. So for so what for everybody so what fire support does is essentially if you've got a friendly unit that's within uh, X range, you can add their weapons uh, to what you're shooting to to your active unit's shooting profile essentially. But you have to have you have to have a face up order token. Correct. They have to have a fa- they have to have a face up. Basically, what they do is they sacrifice their activation, um, and they you flip their order token over and you, you sacrifice their activation. So that way you can basically have two units activating in one turn. 
So, and all phase one clone troopers have that ability. It gives you a really good yeah. strength of fire if you need to like focus mm-hmm. something down though. Yep. Or, like if you, or if you need to, you, know, you add Q, it adds all the keywords too. Correct. So that's the oh, other thing. Sure. That's gross. So like if you've got something like the short trooper uh, emplacement, which has suppression two on the weapon and you go, Hey, you come over here and fire support with me. You can, you can now put three suppression tokens out on a unit in one turn. Or if you have something like Paul keeps trying to tell me, take that with the death troopers, have the death troopers do it because short troopers have fire support as well too. Um, you do that with them and you could put four suppression tokens on one unit. Well, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not even saying, uh, I'm not even saying that you have to fire that with the death troopers. I'm just saying that the amount of suppression that those two bring together, you're going to have people running off the table, or at least at the very least, if they're not going off the table, there's going to be enough suppression on them that they're only taking one action. Right. And, and you're going to be severely limiting what people are doing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I and I agree. I guess my, my only thing with the encampments is, and replacements, and I, I feel this is the same way with Rebels as well, too, is just are they worth the, the, the points in terms of, like, what you else you could put in the army? So that that's my only my only problem with it. It depends on, on play style, right? Like, people are saying the same thing about the Stone Thrower for the Night's Watch in, right. uh, in A Song of Ice and Fire. And, like... That certain some lists and some players with the right you know combinations the people that open stuff up like yeah you know it is worth that ten points in an already elite army um, and I'm I'm assuming that you, the the fires the, those firing platforms are the same way right like they're really good for the specific use like if you look at the terrain setup on a board like you might realize that you know there's a really solid use to have it in your list you know the other thing too Chris that I've been thinking of is, is that if you put in a, a pretty a, a pretty big bid, so this way you you get to use your cards, and you always have inhospitable conditions in there, then you're really messing with people's suppression because then they're not removing them. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, granted, one? that's a what one in one in five chance or whatever, but yeah. still. Yeah, and I know I definitely want to. See, which which set does that come in again? The inhospitable. That's in conditions. the core. Is that the core? That's in the core. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was the moisture evaporators. I I really need to get my hand. I not only because of the fact that it's a really cool kit, um, the the downed AT, uh, ATAT uh, kit that they've got, or no, a downed ATST. Um, I need to get that. I'm excited to see what we're gonna get from like Legion. So like now we we now we know we've got uh, upcoming. We've got the 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 crashed escape pod, which is cool because it's it introduces our first character that can be added to both a uh clone era army as well as a rebellion era army uh, so c3po and r2d2 can be in both of those armies so this is our first character that's doing this so it, it leads to things like w- like kind of like what we talked about before like you know i'll put my nerd glasses on will we get ahsoka right that can span both clone eras as well as rebellion era. Uh, that well, and it's, and it's also me... your first pair of people too, right? Right. Um, you know, leading into the potential for say Cassian and K two S O. Right, Cassian. That's what I was about to say. So, like with with pairs of people, you're looking at Cassian and K two S O, and then for uh, imps, it's Iden Verso and uh, her husband uh, from Inferno Squad. I can't remember what his name is. Right. Um, but yeah, so that that's the room. I mean, those aren't official. We, those have been a 
big rumor and it's you know it's been a rumor for a long time and it's not going anywhere so that's why it lends to that i think there's some credence behind that rumor uh you know so i mean that's what i'm hoping for like and you know will we kind of get things like uh for clones like what i'm hoping is if maybe we could get this for clones like where we have you know the 501st unit where we've got fives we've got um you know heavy we've got you know all these you know clones that are coming in there that form you know like a specialist elite squad you know will we maybe get like phoenix squad for rebellion yeah um you know those kind of things where there's and the downside is there's not going to be a lot of that kind of stuff for imperials i can maybe see so there was a comic series uh that came out where there was a like an elite stormtrooper unit that was hunting some stuff down uh in a comic series that marvel did well one of the things that they said was that there are not going to be uh, the releases for Imperials and Rebels are likely not going to be comparative anymore. So they're not necessarily going to be like, all right, you're getting Rebel veterans and you're getting short. And I'm okay with that. So they're going to okay start seeing it. Yeah, yeah. So so you might be seeing some of, more of that on Rebels side versus Imperial side. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with it because like so so far like if we've looked at it when we when we look at Imperial and Rebel releases that we've seen in legion so far the the units are very kind of similar in function they they don't have a lot of they may have one or two rules that are very similar like veers and leia uh, they both have a very kind of far range bombardment kind of ability they're they're different but it's this it's similar but different so i'm i'm okay right. if we start getting things where it's like imps get this and but you know pubs get something different because like i i'm i'm very much like i don't want homogenation in my game so like i it, it's been kind of cool because it's keeping things a little bit balanced to this point but yeah i'm at a point where with especially now that we know we're going to get way less imperial and rebel releases as we go forward because now we've got four factions you know and the potential of you know a six uh, a fifth and sixth faction with resistance and first order you know potentially like a year or two down the road where i'm okay with not seeing as much from imps and rebels and less homogenation out of those units where they get a little bit more unique add some more flavor to it because i think they've done a good job of like putting out the like the required units like imps you've got your death troopers you've got your royal guards you've got your stormtroopers you've got your walkers you've got your speeders like the, you've got the like the iconic you know imperial units you know now let's start throwing out some of those like kind of unique things and i and i'm okay with that yeah i fully i fully agree i'm i think that's a good thing right and and that goes back to what i said before when you asked me about getting legion on the table is that i feel like right now rebels are in a really good spot as far as the options before them yeah. right i don't feel like there's any type of thing that's specifically missing Outside of things that would be, you know, odd for the Rebels to have, right? So, like, obviously the Rebels aren't going to get, like, a tanky unit like the Death Troopers. You know, so so what they're missing are things that they're meant to not have. Yeah, and I just thought about something like, you know, as we go through, now that we've got, you know, Vader operative, we've got Luke operative, you know, what about more of getting some more of our heroes in an operative fan like fashion like you get han solo operative but it's han solo on tauntaun to kind of go with the tauntaun units oh that would be amazing 
Like, I'm just, you know, the, the kind of options that that really opens up. Like, because if they don't go down the room, the era or the, the area of where they want to go, like, okay, we're not going to do a full Phoenix Squadron, but maybe they do, like, Ezra as an operative. Right. And, and you could do, and you could do the pairing, uh, you could do the pairing of Kanan and Ezra. Right. And that's, a, or you could do Kanan and Hera, and then you can do Ezra and Sabine. Well, well, no, we've already got Sabine. We got Sabine. I think you would be more likely to see like a duo of Kanan and Ezra and then a duo of Hera and Chopper. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. You guys are yeah. forgetting a different Rebels character. Who well, would poor, poor do... Zeb's getting left out. Yeah, Zeb is who would come with Hera, I think. Zeb, Zeb and a puffer pig. Oh. <laughs> I just want at this point in time I want I want I want to start seeing a scum and villainy faction. Can I just for, get Zemo the Hut, please? Well, so <laughs> there's there's starting especially so especially with something like the Mandalorian that's coming out. Um, you know, we're well, they gonna... say, they FFG has said that depending on what the Mandalorian does, that could conceivably fill out of uh, scum and villainy. Well, because so every so obviously so. The, the press event has already happened for Mandalorian. They have already seen 30 minutes of footage. Every single article that I have written or I have read so far of all these of these uh, these reporters has said pretty much within the first 15 minutes, the Mandalorian just like blows open Star Wars lore with something that happens Good. in there. I'm go- I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb. It's Boba Fett related or Mandalorian related of like from a Mandalorian civilization kind of thing. Because last time we saw the Mandalorian civilization, you know, they were, you know, Maul was really screwing it up. So, you know, I'm hoping that maybe we can well, start Well, we've seen them in some... Rebels though, right? I mean, well, that's what I'm talking about. Seen... Like, right. <sighs> yeah. With, with the, with the dark saber. I mean, in the, even yeah, then, Sabine like... was kind of releading them. Well, yeah. Then it gave it over to uh, Duchess Satine's sister. So, Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we'll be able to see some of that stuff transition into, into Legion. I, I would really love to see a true scum and villainy faction where like someone, someone like we've already got Boba, we've already got Bosk. Can they come over? Like maybe we'll see characters that we, you know, we, we've missed like, uh, you know, uh, Embo from Rebel or from Clone Wars. Maybe he can come over. Uh, maybe we see, um, you know, some other stuff come over. We get a young Lando. We get, you know, uh, we a young Han from Solo. I doubt that will be something that'll happen. But getting Hondo. Hondo. I mean, I definitely want Hondo. I mean, th- this is one guy that is now, you know, now that Disney has done uh, Galaxy's Edge, like Hondo has now spanned it, spanned all three eras of Star yeah. Wars. Yep. That's so, true. Because because the it's Galaxy's Resistance Age. Yeah, because the Galaxy's Edge is a Resistance era you know, land and Hondo is there. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. I, I, how much I want, I don't want to see huts in the game. I, I just think huts in the game are stupid. I know how much you guys love Zemo. I want to uh, zero, zero, the hut, man. Or that's zero. what it's zero. Yeah. Zero. Not zero. Whatever. Yeah. Like huts in the game would be stupid. And my problem with it is like, I, I struggle man. with it because of the fact, like, I don't know what kind of infantry units you would have for them. You don't have them as the infantry. They're unit. not you infantry. Have them as the Hutt, yeah, Hut army infantry are like Gamoran, Gamorians. They're not huts. Okay. Well, no, I mean, I knew they would be huts. I, I... You have you have zero the hut back there, you know, hustling around and 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 okay, over, like they're they're 
Okay, so yeah, so now that you guys said that, like my, my whole thing was not more long like what hut infantry units we would have. It would be more like what scum and villainy. So now that you guys said that, like you'd have a Gamoran unit, maybe we could have a weak way unit, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, if I yeah. and if I don't get Franchodan unit, oh yeah. Let's and if we speak in my language, dude, I want to, and I want to, I want to, I want to. You could have Max operative. Rebo's band. I just, I just, I just want a spider monkey operative. Oh my gosh. Now, now we're really derailing. No, man, this is what I want. I, I, I know, I know I'm on record on the show already saying if there were droids, I'd buy in and I haven't bought into droids yet. But I mean, if dude, zero, you, that, if, if, if crisis protocol wasn't coming out in two weeks, you would do it. Oh, it's true. Yeah. And that yeah. And crisis protocol is where I got Zemo from, right? I was thinking about Varen right, Zemo, right. which is why I said it in the first <laughs> place. My brain is fully in Marvel right now. But you're right. If if it wasn't, and also, uh, oh, oh man, friend of the show, Jason. If he if he bought, I mean, there, we have a suicide pact. The first one of us that buys a <laughs> that buys a starter for Clone Wars, the other one of us has to buy one. You know, so uh, so, so so chops. There's some money. I hope that's on its way to you now to pay for some Hammer Boys. You could always take that to buy yourself a uh, a nice Clone Wars starter box. There, that's buddy. what that's part of what bought my second uh, Crisis <laughs> Protocol box. <laughs> um, but I I, I'm gonna need it though. If I'm gonna start that community, I need two starter boxes. I can't. No, I, I no, can't fuck with just do. ten. Um, and also, See, I kind of want I kind of want ten to paint really nicely with like straight acrylics and and good uh you know good technique and then the other one to do like alternate cool contrast schemes that are you know like hydra cap and stuff like that so i'm just gonna paint my cap in hydra colors and just piss everybody off i don't know i mean i think that's cool i want to do that like i just said i wanted to, like i literally think that's a cool idea you should yeah, i do just it. want to do it to make everybody angry i also you know we we all know my opinions on cap so I'm not, I'm, we'll leave that one alone. But anyway, so so for Star Wars, no. So I, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely want a scum of villainy faction coming into this game. I think it would be fun. I was thinking hobby wise for zero, like taking his like almost removing some of the plastic so this way it's all LED underneath. You know how like in the in the show he like glows. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, just doing him as like a as a as like LED or black light paint, you know, and having an LED shine on him. No, see, you're you're thinking the right way right now. Your brain is in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, there's a zero of the hut. I'm I'm all in on that. I'm all in on a zero of the hut model. Or you use those uh those super like high neon paints that you know chops was showing us what would you paint with those again i didn't that's uh that's this that's my suicide pack buddy the turbo oh, dork paints this the turbo oh god those turbo yeah paint it like in this like super neon green oh he glows yellow doesn't he yeah something like green that's like yellow, a greenish yellow yeah like know. just get like a super neon paint and paint that on there and then just do some osl onto him yeah, yeah. Either either way, I mean, like, if if there's a zero, the hut and a stinky, I'm in. See, the problem with it, the problem when I go into where you guys talk about like bringing the huts in here is like the only thing I can ever picture is uh, from if anybody's ever played the old, uh, well, not old, it's still happening, but the the Star Wars: The Old Republic MMO. I think like the second raid that they introduced into it, the final boss was a hut like on this giant robot walker, and that's all I could ever picture is how a hut would go into battle. <laughs> <laughs> 
is that, and it was well, so sure. campily done. But again, campy is Star Wars, so but it's just. I, I would I be know. fine with a hut on a palanquin and like, uh, like, uh, Gamorans or something carrying it or whatever, or, or like Twi'leks carrying it. Dude, that would be so rad. Get out of here. Oh That's my god, a- dude, it would be like it would, it would be like puffy pants in scorn. No, all I can think of, all I can think of now is just a slon mage priest from a lizardman army. You see, that's what I started with, and then uh, the 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 fat puffy pants guy from from Scorn with the uh, uh, the sad babies crying underneath him, carrying him. Oh yeah. Um. Oh god, what was his name? He was the beast heavy guy, uh, Rasheth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Either yep. way, Where that's how you do it. It works because he was yeah. And that's just it. Yeah, that that works. Like I would I would be all about that. Like uh, let's get let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's live let's live weird to weird. Okay? Let's leave yeah. weird to weird. So, yeah. speculation for moving on to a, a subject. So, for Clone Wars, speculation for future units. So, we already know we're getting tanks uh, for both clones and droids. We already know we're getting B1 battle droid or B2 battle droids for clone or droids and we're getting phase two clone troopers so what yes. what are the things are you thinking so like i i watched phantom menace and clone wars today or I watched phantom menace last night and i watched clone wars or attack of the clones tonight um so one of the first things i'm thinking that the droids are going to get is and you only from what i can remember you only see them in phantom menace but i would like to see the the droids on those like grav those individual like grabs oh on the staps yeah yes the the droids on the staps absolutely i i yeah i i can't imagine we wouldn't get that i'd be very surprised so and then the thing i want to see for clones and and this it's for me it helps tie in the world because we we've already got the z6s that are both in clones and rebels so that ties the the eras together too uh really well but i want to see atrt clone troopers and i want to see how different they're going to be for like for clone troopers like will they change in any kind of way like in terms of armament because they're not hobbled together maybe do they get like maybe one or two more wounds because like they're right, better maintained they're better kept yeah 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 i like i like that idea and i and i i think honestly i think we'll see like a, a commander padme as well I think we'll see. Obviously, we'll, I think we'll see Anakin and Ahsoka before that. But I can definitely say that because I think I'll. I think we'll see um, Newt Gunray come out for the droids, and so I. I think he'll he'll be he'll be like their Veer's Leia equivalent, right. like a support, like a master. like, right? Like it'll be you know Gunray Padme kind of feel. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. Yeah, I could definitely see that, but I, I definitely feel like the clones have more versatility in terms of what you can put into their army uh it depends on it depends on how deep they go into the show true and, and then that's where i feel like you, it's... if you because there's a lot of stuff in the show you know what i mean so that yeah the commando droids the assassin droids like the bx series droids there's a ton of droids they could put in I just feel like the clones were obviously since it was clone wars it was taken from a republic viewpoint like the clones are a lot more fleshed out because I definitely feel like we'll get arc troopers as a special elite unit. That that's a, that's going to happen, and maybe that's where we get fives. Because he was an arc trooper as well too, um, right? You know, and it just and then like there's those. There's you know you've got all the different types of clone troopers that that the, they fleshed out in the comics, or not in the comics, the 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 animated series. You know, you've got your riot ones. 
There's just there's just so many different clones. They could do a spider droid that like big fucking. I'm hoping they do that. The, the one with the head that turns. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping, and I'm hoping the I'm hoping the um for like if they do kind of like a like the the or not the operative like where we got the the imperial officer the medic droid the astromech droid like when we got like that set like if they go for that for droids i'm really hoping that's where we'll get like the droid commander like the gorilla look ape looking right. ones that's yep. where i'm hoping we'll get that guy yeah that would, that that actually makes sense for for where they might end up yeah and i like that model like or, or not model but like i like that guy in the show like that was definitely kind of cool especially when they went into more in depth i think it was one of the episodes where, like, that was the droid that was kind of, like, manipulating and pulling the strings from behind the scenes. I think that was during the Saul Guerrero story arc with his sister. I th- was, think was that one. And that's another thing. Do we get Saul Guerrero? I was just going to say, that would be an amazing operative to have. Yeah, Saul Guerrero. Yeah. That, yeah I mean, young just, Saul yeah. and old Saul. Yeah, with the Clone Wars show, and especially now that we're getting the next season, you know, coming out later next year. You know, there's so many options that they can add into this. Because, yep. you know, do we get it's old man exciting. Rex eventually at an age, you know, for Rebels? He's already in the in the Rebel Troopers. But I'm talking, like, Rebels, Rex. Right, right. The official one, not the, hey, this is probably him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we do know that the guy on Endor, on the on the Forest Moon, was Rex. Like, Disney has gone now, and said now, officially. Now, no, they didn't. They never actually confirmed it, as I, far as I could tell. I thought Disney they, did. They just kind of... No, they kind of released the, they released, they were very vague about it. They said it with never actually saying it. Um, I, I, I saw somebody pointing that out and went back and looked at what they, the, the way they released it. And it was very much like they never actually said it, but it was heavily implied. I could have swore that it was either Filoni or uh, Pablo that confirmed it. Unless, unless they did since the last time I, I was specifically looking for it. But I, oh, I, no, it was it was when uh, they did the camo uniform on Rex in the show that he joked about how it was very reminiscent of the dude from, from episode six. Okay, so it wasn't official. Yeah. Damn it. It wasn't. It's, it's not official, but they're like. Obviously, like going, yeah, you know what we're talking about. I mean, Filoni's you know, pretty much without saying, yeah. actually seeing it. We right. pa- it's it's Pablo. unofficially official. Pablo, I know you're listening to our show. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yes, we're we're way off the rails on some Star Wars stuff here. Well, it's always um, going to happen when we talk about Star Wars, and when all three of us haven't been chatting together in, in weeks even though chops has been quiet over there hey i'm chiming in i know, I know. I, I, i'm just, I teasing just let, because, letting you know. guys do your thing <laughs> so uh just since we're long anyway um how about that rise of skywalker trailer oh i'm in man i bought my ticket i'm cashed in i'm ready let's go dude watching that with my kids was the highlight of my day when that thing came out like my my kids were so yeah. excited to watch it and like yeah, the pal- it, like what looks to be trailer. like the the floating palpatine at the end of the trailer again what looks to it is jj he he is the master of misdirection misdirection and we all know that disney edited the hell out of those marvel trailers so 
you know what what was what yeah. wasn't edited in that Rise of Skywalker trailer, but it looks it didn't show us anything new um, that I think was groundbreaking. I'll I'll tell you what though, you want to talk about you want to talk about making your lightsaber bringing you to tears every fucking time I've watched that I've teared up when three PO oh three PO says looking at my friends yeah for one yeah. last time and I'm like ah! <laughs> yeah I every, every time I am I'm fully prepared uh, that in you know fifty two days or whatever the freaking time frame fifty eight days whatever it is now um. To, I'm fully prepared to sit my butt in a seat for three and a half hours because please, JJ, make this movie three and a half hours long and be a blubbering fool when I walk out. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. It's two and a half hours long. No, make it three and a half. Well, I thought I, I thought it's not. I think I thought John Williams said he he had enough music scored for what what was longer than uh, the Last Jedi's runtime yeah it's 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 still can it's still as as of right now it's still in editing but it is the longest star wars film but not by all that much yeah because last jedi was the longest to point to this point last jedi is the longest star wars movie and it yeah. was yep. what two, yeah this this is longer than that that, that movie was like it's, what, it's two probably, hours and 28 I, minutes I think this is kind of pushing two hours and forty minutes at this point. I just want, I want Return of the King. Like, give me Return of the King time frame timeline on this. Just make give me give me a long movie to end the 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 saga. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Three hours. I'll just, give me three hours. Well, it'll be five by the time we go see it twice that night. It will. I'm gonna be so tired. The next day. <laughs> I'll wake. Yes, up. Kevin. Chris and I. Chris and I got two showings opening night. Dope. Again, we did we did this we did this for Last Jedi. This time I'm not letting you fall asleep. <laughs> is is Susan coming with us for the second showing? Yeah, Susan. Yes! Susan's coming too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So I've I've already worked things out on on my plans. I'm my, my I've already talked to my for my my kids' mom. So we're good. I'm good. she's got my 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 daughter's coming for her first time out on opening night with me. She is so excited. I can't wait nice. to watch. I cannot wait to go opening night with my daughter. Like this is. Star Wars, she picked Star Wars as our thing, um, you know, so it's it's going to be awesome because I'll be, I'll be a blubbering fool for that, watching my daughter watch this movie with me, but, um, mm -hmm. like, so I've already got all that planned off of drop off and back for the second showing. I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's not too bad. That's not too bad of a, a showing. It's not super late. So. No, I mean, if it, and again, if it's, it's what starts at six, I think. Yeah, six, and then the second one's at ten thirty-five. Yeah, so I mean, I can go drop her off if it's two. If it's if it's two hours and forty minutes, you know, we'll get out of there right around nine o'clock ish. Um, you know, run, take her home. I'll be back by like ten. Yep. So. Yep. It'll be easy, easy peasy. Easy. Cool. Well, final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts. Star Wars is amazing, and uh, that's basically all I'm going to be thinking about between now and, and the end of the year. I mean, my daughter's name is Leia. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> my, my son is named Lucas. <laughs> well, my daughter's name yeah. technically is Aurelia, right? But, like, we, Leia... Yeah, but that's just the excuse. Yeah, yeah. That's just, well, the, that's just the safety. It is. It's her safety. It's her safety valve that she can fall back on. It's a nice, strong Roman name. Right, exactly. So that's why when she's like, my parents are such fucking nerds, they called me Leia, but I have this cool name to fall back on. Yeah, that, 
that's where like I always thought I was gonna call Lucas Luke and like that's why I called him Lucas. But then even even with that, I get it both ways because I get either Luke or I get George Lucas. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I've only ever called him Luke once ever ever, and it was like right after he was born, and I did the whole Luke, Luke I am, I am your, father your father. Yeah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Did it once. I've never done it again. I've never called him Luke since then. It's always been Lucas. So, but, and it's actually the line is no, I'm your father. (sighs) Yeah. Fine. I did it off the, I did it off the Tommy boy reference of the fan. (laughs) That is fair, Paul. Thank you. It is fair. You can, you can, you can nerd me on that one. Um, Oh my God. You are correct. That is exactly what the line is. And God knows I have yelled at people because they misquote it. All the time. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's a mandala effect thing, man. At this point in time, like it, the, yeah. it's it's Hollywood has made it pop culture for that. It's a, yeah, it's the it's the popular culture version of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I used to have a I used to have a, have a magnet of a cow talking to a bottle of milk, saying, "Milk, I am your father." Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's just kind of the the pop culture of yeah. it. So, but, uh, so, so those are your final thoughts, Chops. Your, your, your kid's name is Leia. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say, right? Like, I love Star Wars. I got, I got, I don't, I don't need more of like cred than that or a final thought than that, I don't think. Yeah. My final thought, uh, if you get the chance, go to Galaxy's Edge. It's a ton of fun and Star Wars is life. Yeah, man. Yeah. So thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to our patrons. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for letting us continue to do this uh thanks to static as a city for continuing to provide us with the awesome intro and outro music come join our discord because it's awesome and the people there are awesome hi discord people you are awesome yeah that's that's all i got You got to stop, man, because you're going to be talking this episode. You can't. You guys can't rely on me. There's well, what, no well, wow yeah, allowed. When we, I'm not playing wow. I'm playing on my phone. Um, I'm not, and I'm not playing uh, Candy Crush either. Ain't no shame in the game. You can play Candy Crush all you want. No, I'm playing this game called Dragon Champions. That doesn't sound any better than Candy Crush, though. Plan on going to Charlotte today, but I guess I'm going tomorrow. What's in Charlotte? I'm going to IKEA to pick up some stuff that I don't feel like like is worth the shipping cost. I'll probably be getting down there cheaper on gas. Cool. So, plus the kids like it, so we'll walk around the the place and eat at the restaurant. You can go to Culver's while you're there. Go to Culver's. Forget that. What's Culver's? Get the fuck out of here, Chris. No idea what that is. God damn it. You need to find some fucking religion. You need to find some fucking religion. That's what you need to do. Go to Culver's Culver's? and order some some goddamn cheese curds and get your life changed.
Uh, yep. It's it, it's literally in the parking lot of the IKEA, man. Yeah, I, I've literally been to the IKEA twice. Well, and literally I've, I've only just get your gone into Culver's. the so so Culver's. So you know, it's headquartered close to me. It's an export of the great state of Wisconsin, and uh, their specialty is what's called a butter burger. And the butter burger is a burger that's cooked on a flat iron, smashed in butter. So it's like okay, it's, smashed and fried in butter. It sounds like it's going to kill me. Dude, it is so fucking good. But you'll be happy every moment that you're dying. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you get the if you get a double butter burger deluxe, man, that is like Yeah, I literally have never heard of it until this conversation. That's cool. I mean, it's a, it's understandable, right? Like I think the only reason that Paul really knew is because when he came up here the first time to see Dave, I talked about it nonstop. Yep, and then they opened one in Wake Forest, and Aubrey's like, that's the place Chops was talking about. We're going. <laughs> oh, no. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Hello. Do, do, do. No. And that's why, like, when people on Facebook post things where it's like, you know, they'll say, like, and I'm never going to do this again. And then they cut in with, like, Morgan Freeman's voiceover saying about all the stupid shit they did. I always think, no, that should be Ron Howard. Oh, we lost Chops. Oh, for fuck's sake. We did lose Chops. Yeah. He's, He's back. back.